You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. In light of the recent developments in the media, an ongoing conversation that has seemed to crop up time and time again is the uh, qualifications that individuals hold and whether or not they are able to hold the offices or the positions that they hold based on those qualifications. Um, And I think the conversation goes a little deeper than just a set of qualifications. It speaks to a lot more than that. And joining me for that conversation now is the Chief Executive uh, Officer at the Institute of Directors in South Africa. That is Professor Parmi Natasan. Prof Natasan, Good evening. Uh, nice to speak to you again. The last time you and I spoke, we looked at the insure, ensuring the competency of uh, those appointed candidates within uh, SOEs in particular. Um, but now I want to look at the competencies in general. I mean, it's it's more than just looking at uh, directors' degrees or the qualifications that they hold. It's about due diligence and about good governance. Absolutely. Good evening and thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, certainly. I mean, this due diligence prior to appointment of a director and a non-executive director, um, especially because they are not um, vetted as employees of the entity. um, It's critical that, you know, certain at least um, certain areas are vetted, you know, so so as you would for your employees do certain checks like qualification checks, criminal checks, ID checks credit checks and all these other things. Um, It only makes sense to do it for your board members as well, considering the big role and responsibility that they play within within the organization. But even outside of those those standard checks that are done or should be done, I think it goes much deeper for directors. Um, You know, the role of directorship is, is a complex one. You're making decisions that impact an organization and ultimately the stakeholders of that organization. And therefore, it goes without saying that you need to have the necessary knowledge, skills, and experience in order to serve as a director. Understanding governance, understanding your role as a director um, is so important. And apart from knowledge, skills, and experience, of course, comes with it the, the whole ethical um, stance and your, your whole moral compass, right? So you're looking for individuals who will do the right thing no matter what for the entity and not necessarily for themselves. So those are some of the critical things that need to be considered. Prof, how important is it from uh, an entity point of view as well? I mean, we we touched on the directors uh, and the responsibilities that directors ultimately bear, but the directors also bear different levels of responsibility dependent on the entity. So, I mean, a public entity, for example, there needs to be a, a, a greater level of accountability and scrutiny than a private entity because you're dealing with publicly invested funds as well. So, um, surely... It's not just about the actual individuals that are being appointed, but also in the context of where they will sit in the ecosystem that is our economy. Yeah. Look, I think what you're saying makes absolute sense. There's nothing in our legislation at the moment that sort of distinguishes between the two and requires um, further in-depth vetting on, on one versus another. But having said that, it only makes sense that if an organization has a large public interest, either because it's funded by public money or um, it's a non-profit there to deliver service to the public, etc., um, or even your listed companies where show, shareholding is widely held, it only makes sense that um, the, the interrogation and vetting of candidates needs to be um, quite deep. And I know certain industries like the um, financial services industry, the regulator actually does very intense due diligences before accepting um, directors who are put forward for the banks and insurance companies, for example. Mm. 
Prof, should we be looking at that as as, as a blueprint of sorts uh, to say that um, we need to have certain checks and balances in place? Yes, uh, step number one, but we also need to do a certain level of due diligence, a certain depth that is required because of one, again, as you said, the positions that these individuals will hold, regardless of the institution uh, now, should we not uh, improve the systems? And if, if so, how do we improve that? How do we improve the level of uh, due diligence that's done and ensure that good governance continues? Yeah, I think there is improvement needed. And, you know, it's, it's not like the, the recommendations aren't there because King Four already talks about it where it says, um, candidates' backgrounds should be independently investigated and their qualifications should be independently verified. It's very clear and explicit. Um, in the most recent case in the media around questions around a director's qualifications, unfortunately, what was reported this morning by another news outlet was that a number of organizations on whose board the specific director served um, say that they never vetted her qualifications as they thought it was either not necessary or not a requirement. And I think that's surprising because it's clear in King 4 that it should be done. And how can one determine that it's not necessary to check or vet candidates before appointing them to, to a board? It's, it's a critical position. Especially in the context of the um, public interest that lies with certain uh, positions, uh, but obviously within the King for uh, governance and, and other policies that are in place, these are uh, policies that need to not only be implemented, but also educated on, right? I think uh, a part of this sits in understanding the role and and the responsibility that you take on as a director and the reason why uh, policies and uh, structures and statutes like King 4 are in place is to ensure, of course, that you have a a detailed understanding of what you're getting into as a director, but also from a company perspective, what they're bringing on in terms of services. Absolutely. You know, many organizations and individuals see governance as just another, you know, burdensome compliance exercise and perhaps don't buy into the, the substance of it and the purpose of it. And if you think about the reputational damage that an organization can suffer, if it's found that one of their directors, um, you know, misled uh, or faked a qualification, um, it's just not worth it to, to end up needing to, to answer those sorts of questions and, and face the public and face the media. I mean, the more common sense thing to do is just adjust processes and make sure that these things are checked prior to, to appointment. Hopefully those uh, conditions are met and the uh, requirements, of course, are kept in check. Obviously, the uh, governance and the importance of this cannot be stressed enough and we hope that all those individuals that occupy these positions um, are properly vetted by the institutions that are looking to employ them. Thanks so much Prof. That was a Prof. Uh, Professor Parmi Natasan who is the Chief Executive at the Institute of Directors in South Africa on the importance of good governance within institutions and the importance of ensuring that individuals go through the proper checks and verifications before being appointed. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.